Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome live to AccraSure Stadium. This is going to be the site of today's Pitt homecoming game as they take on Virginia Tech a little later today. The Panthers coming off a very disappointing and almost embarrassing loss. In fact, it was embarrassing loss last week to a 23-point underdog in that game. So Pitt now 3-2 and two overall, 0-1 in the ACC. will be looking for their first ACC win of the season when they host Virginia Tech today. Pitt, the good news for them, they're heavy favorites again, or is that bad news based on how they played last week? The weather's a lot better, I can tell you that. Pitt has won two consecutive against Virginia Tech by aggregate scores of 75-21, to 28-7. Last year they won on the road in Blacksburg and 47-14 a couple of years ago here at pit so the bottom line is they need to win badly and they need to come out and do something that they didn't do last week which was run the ball that's your strength run the ball uh i think they got carried away with the pass game early on although you can argue that some of those plays early could have been pick sixes and they didn't make them and once they did it opened up the doors uh and that led to uh what all happened in the second half a loss to a 23 point underdog bottom line is Pitt is heavily favored today. They should win this game. We'll talk more about it coming up at 12.30 when Doran Dickerson and Paul Zeiss join me here for our Panthers preview show. In the meantime, I have open lines for you until then at 412-928-9370. That is the number to call. We'd love to talk to you. Our show is brought to you by the good people of PNC Bank. Make today the day. PNC, number one Cochrane. Go one better and shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Ireland Contracting, visit IrelandContracting.com. And Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg, come see what everyone's talking about. You want a great place to watch sports, go to Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. All right, we begin here with the Steelers uh, and the fact that they are, speaking of big underdogs, 14-point underdogs, the largest spread ever since they started taking uh, stats about over and unders and stats of all sorts with uh, some of these websites, 14 points. Last year in the Kansas City playoff game, when they went to Arrowhead, they were 12.5-point underdogs. So they're 14-point underdogs at Buffalo. Here's why I like the 14 points. I don't like the Steelers to win the game, but I do like the points because, number one, I like points. When you get points, you take points. 14 is a lot of points. These two coaches know each other well. I don't see Sean McDermott, if he's up by 20 or whatever, running up scores. I think that's just a lot of points. I like points. But number two... I think the Steelers can make this a game. I do. And I think they do it by taking advantage of a depleted Buffalo defense. Some of their best playmakers are not going to play in this game. Jadavius White is one of the best corners in the game. He's out. 
Micah Hyde, one of their best safeties in all of pro football. He is out. Jordan Poyer, who was really good. So far this season, Poyer has more interceptions than passes completed in his direction. That's a pretty amazing statistic. Four interceptions. He's been banged up. Now, I saw this week Tremaine Edwards did not practice on uh, Friday. So Edmonds could be go, could not be. I don't know exactly the situation with him. Uh, sometimes you could read into the uh, injury report and come away thinking he's not going to play, and then all of a sudden he does. But Tremaine Edwards, make no mistake, is a tremendous player. The Bills came back from a large deficit last week on the road against the Ravens and won that game. So they're coming in there, playing the Steelers, knowing that the Steelers beat them last year at home. They'll remember that. But they also have never seen Kenny Pickett and just limited tape from last week and also tape from Pitt. Uh, but i got to believe that the challenge for Kenny Pickett, as much as people want to immediately think he's going to be the savior, which I hope he is, I hope he's the kind of guy who can be a franchise quarterback, is that he's going to see different defenses now uh, that are going to be schemed differently. And I think Buffalo does a very good job of that defensively. The Steeler wide receivers have not been good with Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback. There's no question about that. Uh, 45 catches, 454 yards total, and no touchdowns. How about that? Four games in the books, no receiver has scored a touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That has to change. And the good news from last week is that Kenny Pickett, when he did get in the game, there was a spark. Mike Thomas, he was looking for a spark. He got exactly what he was looking for. Specifically, George Pickens, I thought, really had you know, a much better stat line with with uh, Kenny Pickett in there seven catches a career high 85 yards 50 yards uh, in two catches down the field I think his average he had 102 I'm trying to do the math on the fly which is never good for me to do 102 on six catches pretty good average there for George Pickens and I think that back shoulder throw that you saw from Pickett to Pickens was was a thing of beauty and the one thing about Kenny Pickett is he's decisive he makes his mind up very quickly but, again, he's going to see some things now that he's probably never seen in his college career, and we'll see how he adjusts to it. But another key to this is their run game. The Steelers have got to get a better run game. Najee Harris, this is – when you say this number, it doesn't seem right for a guy who was a first-round pick. He had a season-high 74 yards rushing last week. That's it, 74 yards. That's a season-high in four games. It's got to be better than that. Their offensive line, by if you look at analytics – they believe that the offensive line is better than it was last year and one of the top offensive lines with regard to pass protection. Well, my eyes tell me a little different story, but if that's the case, then Najee Harris needs to become a viable and heavy-hitting weapon in this offense. He has to. Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, they both should get more activity with Kenny Pickett as long as this uh, offensive line does what it has to do. But that's saying something because on the other side of it, not only did I mention Tremaine Edwards, I did not mention Matt Milano, who's outstanding for them, um, has a pick six already this year. He has four tackles for losses. He's been a show record uh, for anyone that goes against him. And, of course, Von Miller. Uh, Von Miller, the way they utilize him in Buffalo is he doesn't play nearly as much as he does later in the game. When the game's on the line, you'll see more of Von Miller. When Von Miller's on the field, you better hope that their tackles – keep things in order. And Chooks Okorafor has had some success there. So we'll see how it goes, but that's a 14-point underdog, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's something going into that game. And you look at around the rest of the AFC, which right now is very average. In fact, who is an average? Tom Brady said something interesting this week, I thought, where he was asked about all the low-scoring games. He said, what I've seen is a lot of bad football, period. He said that in... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In advance of the Thursday night game, which turned out to be one of the biggest duds ever, 12 to 9. And people were wondering, Amazon, do they give refunds? I mean, could you, can you ship back the game in exchange for something else? I mean, it was just awful, 12 to 9. All field goals, nothing else. But today the Brown, or tomorrow the Browns and Chargers are going to meet. Now, that's an interesting matchup for Cleveland. Cleveland had a, a you know, win against Atlanta seemingly wrapped up. This is the second time this year they've blown late leaves, uh, leads, and Atlanta came back and beat them on a last-second field goal. So that won't be easy for the Browns. And then the big one tomorrow night will be the Bengals and the Ravens going head-to-head for the first time this year. Very interesting week in the AFC North. We'll talk about it. Also want to get into uh, hockey. I know uh, people are anxious to see the Penguins in action. Uh, They have their first game next Thursday as they kick off the regular season. Last night was their uh, last game of the preseason, a pretty impressive one, as they won it by the score of 7-1 over Buffalo. And, you know, quite frankly – uh, the Penguins look pretty much like the same team that they had last year. Not many changes, although there are, there are some. Ty Smith on the blue line, uh, he was very good last night. It looks to me like he's made this team at the expense of P.O. Joseph. The only problem with that is P.O. Joseph is out of options. Ty Smith has options. But if they make that choice, they're saying that they're not taking the best player, who I thought, based on reporting that I've seen in some video that I've watched of some of these games, he's been better. So, uh for all you Penguin fans out there, what do you think of these line combinations? Potentially. Now, this could change. But Sidney Crosby, who had two goals last night with Jake Gensel and Ricard Raquel on the other side. Evgeny Malkin flanked by Zucker and Rust. That's the second line. Carter, Heinen, and Kapanen. See, Kapanen's got to start playing at a level they think he can. Uh, he's, he's on this team, but he's not doing, especially in, in critical games, what you'd expect him to do. And then I imagine you have a lot of different p- potential for a fourth line. McGinn, Bluger, Archibald, they're all in there. Uh, we'll see what the Penguins do. They're an experienced team. They should, if they stay healthy, they're going to be a team that's going to challenge for that division. But, you know, it, it all comes down to what they do in the playoffs. 412-928-9370 is that number to call. Uh, we have a lot of people who would like to talk, so let's get right to them. we got line six. That's Greg in Youngstown beginning with his assessment of Kenny Pickett. Hello, Greg. How are you today? Hey, Bob. How's it going? Good. Thanks. Hey, uh, I can't believe you and Starkey and Cook were giving Pickett a C last week. The guy didn't trust for the game. He threw two. He got two touchdowns. Two passes should have been caught. What did you want the guy to do, Bob? I think whenever you throw interceptions, and you can say that Chase, and I said it too, Chase Claypool should have made that play, Greg. What I am saying also is that that ball was late in getting there, which allowed a defensive player to get in and make a play. If it got there a little earlier, it would have been easier. And as far as the one to Fryermuth, again, he can't make that throw in that situation. They're in field goal range. So I'm not going to give him, I know everyone has a love for Kenny Pick, and that's fine. But objectively, you can't discount those plays. So C was the good, was the great. I thought was appropriate. Well, well, when Ben said that Fireman should have caught the ball, he said he should have caught the ball. That's Roethlisberger. The guy plays football. Sure. 
I mean, sure. like, these guys want balls thrown at them, but they don't want to catch passes. Well, that's a, you're right. That's on them. And as I said, Claypool could have made that fryer move. But the thing about the fryer move one that I didn't like was where it took place and why it took place. Um, and and then that's probably not Kenny Pickett's call. I would have run the ball there, taken more time off the clock. I would have tried to kick another field goal and make it a little bit more difficult. But they didn't. And listen, I and I also, if you read my Twitter account, Greg, you saw uh, I put out two pages of what I thought were impressive um uh, observations about Kenny Pickett. Number one, he had not played in a long time. Number two, he gets no reps in practice. And he comes into a game like that, cold turkey, knowing that his entire fan base is, uh, you know, needing something, a spark. He gave it that. I, I, I applauded the effort. But when it comes to grades, you got to take everything into account. Uh, and I think two of those throws were questionable throws. So, therefore, that's no, no, and, 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 and I, I agree with you on that. But you know, you know what you know really stinks on our team this year? Mike Tomlin's defense. We have the highest-paid defense in the NFL. And this yes. guy makes more excuses. And the media gives Tomlin an excuse. I, I mean, what is this guy going to be held accountable for this team? Well, I think – and thanks, uh, Greg, for the call. Appreciate it. I think this line of 14 points – some people will say it's because you have a rookie quarterback who's making his first NFL start. I don't look at it that way. I look at it as the Pittsburgh Steelers defense has played its worst football in the fourth quarters of just about every game this year. That 14 points to me is more uh, emblematic of their failures late in games against a team like Buffalo at home. With, and listen, they got injuries on defense, make no mistake about it, but their offense, all their skilled players are going to play in this game. And without T.J. Watt, and without pressure on a quarterback, they could have a lot of problems on their hands in this game. And I think that, more than anything, is why that point spread is 14 points, not rookie quarterback. Let's go to line four. That's Rick who joins us on the cell. What's up, Rick? How are you? Good. How are you today, Bob? Just wonderful. It's a great day for football. It is. But I'll be honest with you, I'm a season ticket holder for Steelers going to the game next week. But I am so burnt out on hearing Kenny Pickett and Pitt. I Went to the hockey game last night. I'd love to talk to you about some hockey. Let's go. All right. I agree. There's one a, observ- the focus, one, the focus one on this team is, is crazy. It, go ahead. Is Joseph really stood out. He had some very sharp uh, uh, passes up the wall. Um, cap, cap really concerns me because there's twice that he was on a breakaway going, to her, he was hit, going towards the goalie, and he turned around and passed to Carter. I just don't think Cap has found his game yet. Um, the other the concern I've seen is uh, Malkin. Twice I've seen him fall. Looked like his like his ankle rolled or something. Nobody was around him. Nobody touched him, and he and he fell twice. Um, I don't know if there's anything going on with that, but as far as the team though, they look sharp. No penalties against them. I, I was very impressed with how the Penguins looked last night. So what is your ceiling, Rick, on this team this year? Assume everyone, all the key players are healthy, especially in the playoffs. Let's say Jari's 100% healthy playing in the playoffs. What's your ceiling for them? I'm, I'm honestly, I'm looking for a little bit deeper into the playoffs. Uh, I, you know, maybe, it's, you know, being a Penguin diehard fan, but I really think of uh, the way this team has looked together and the way that they play together, the chemistry that I'm seeing with it, it looks so much sharper than last year. Uh, I, I really think they can take it deep in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if everything goes right, and that's what they signed up for. They, they basically said, well, this window is still open, and we're going to do as much as we can to keep it open, and even if it needs something to keep the window from falling completely down. So, I, listen, they have regular season tickets to sell. They need the regular season to be successful. That's all good. Uh, you're going to see these guys continue into their late 30s. We'll see what happens with that. But, 
Uh, I think Raquel, if he fits in well on the top line, if that's where he ends up playing, uh, I think that's awesome because you know Gensel's going to be good. And I think if you look oh, at the, other guys the, the they brought in here. Fantastic. What's that? The, the passing and, and the, the lineups looked fantastic last night. The passing and the way they played together, there was so much crisp, clean passing that I, I was I was really stunned by. I mean, I've watched them a lot of years, but I know it's only preseason, but my gosh, the team really looked focused last night. All right, Rick. Well, it starts next Thursday and then next Saturday night they have Tampa Bay at home. So right off the bat, you're going to get a pretty good taste of what they are and as hockey returns in, pre- in regular season form. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. 412-928-9370. You can also hit me up on Twitter. It's at KD Pomp. We're just getting started here today. We're live at, at Crashore Stadium in advance of Virginia Tech and Pitt. We have our pregame show coming up at 1230 with Oren Dickerson and Paul Zeiss. Brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane. Go one better at number one Cochrane. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call, and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about in Greensburg. Watch sports on some great screens at Iron Rock Tap House. In the meantime, I want to remind you about tomorrow. We have a big day on KDK TV. Actually, tonight, 1135, it's the Mike Tomlin Show, presented by 84 Lumber. Tomorrow, we begin with our BetMGM kickoff show at 11.30 a.m. live in Buffalo for the Steelers and the Bills, which you'll see on KDK. And then following the game, Chris Oak and I will have two hours of postgame, including your calls. Also, I want to point out some baseball, and I, I really miss baseball uh, with uh, high stakes involved. We haven't seen that here and probably won't for quite some time. But the Guardians last night at home beat the Rays 2-1, to one, and Shane Bieber was outstanding. Also, how about the Mariners? First time they're in the playoffs since 2001. And Luis Castillo, big acquisition for them. They shut out the Blue Jays in Toronto 4 nothing in that game. Uh, the Phillies and the Cardinals. Cardinals took a 2 nothing lead into the eighth inning. And, in fact, the ninth inning, after a really good performance by Jose Quintana, the former Pirate, who was traded at the deadline. Phillies got six in the ninth to win 6-3. to three. Big hit there by Gene Segura. And the Padres beat the Mets 7-1. to one. Darvish with seven beautiful innings for them as Matt Scherzer gave up four home runs. So that means today, you know, this wild card's different than last year. Uh, it's a best of three, which means if you lose two, you're out. Uh, the Rays will send Tyler Glass now trying to stay alive at Cleveland. Uh, the Mariners, Robbie Ray, the former Blue Jay against Gausman in Toronto. And again, Toronto needs to win. Padres and Mets. Mets have to win. DeGrom versus Snell, two Cy Young previous winners. And then Philadelphia trying to close out the Cardinals. Uh, Michael Ose on the mound against Nola. So it, very interesting stuff, and I miss it. What I miss the most is seeing, like I said, big-time uh, High-stakes baseball. Uh, when we had it here last, it was uh, wildly successful, a hottest ticket in town. You look around and see all these former Pirates that they've traded away involved in these games. And I guess you're going to live through their success or failures or whatever. But Glasnow, as I mentioned, is pitching today. Uh, Marte's involved with the Mets, although he hurt his hand uh, late in the season. Daniel Vogelbach was traded. He's been good. Quintana, of course. Uh, even guys like Joe Musgrove, Josh Bell, they're doing well. Charlie Morton just signed a one-year deal for $20 million for next year. Former Pirate Tyler Anderson, one of the best DRAs in the game with the Dodgers. Garrett Cole, you know about Tyone, had a big year, and Clay Holmes even. He's resurrected when he goes to the Yankees. It's pretty startling, but that's the way it is. And, you know, bottom line is um, the Pirates are going to be there. And you hope, I, you know, I've seen some good things, as I said, uh, from some, some of these guys, and I hope they could build around it, but they still got to go out and spend and get more. They can't just rely on players coming up here they've got to support it they got to create a winning atmosphere all of that kind of stuff and so far that just does not happen 62 100 
uh, and they tie the Cincinnati Reds, who ironically spent $120 million on their payroll this year, and they still finished 6200 So it's not only spending, it's doing it the right way as, as well that makes a difference. 412-928-9370, that is the number to call as we continue to talk today. Um, and I want to get your take on the Steelers with regard to their defense. This game tomorrow, the Steelers' defense is going to have to be as good, if not better. The problem is there's no T.J. Watt, and the drop-off has been stunning without T.J. Watt. Everyone knows T.J. Watt is an all-pro player. Everyone knows he's en route to be a Hall of Famer, how dominant he is. But, boy, the trickle-down effect has really been something. Cam Hayward has been double-teamed just about every time you look, and he's going to have to fight through that as he did last year more. But that puts the onus on other people to step up and do some things. The running attack against the Steelers has not been good, and I thought that's something they solved, even with T.J. Watt out of the lineup. And then you have you know opportunities in the secondary for guys, uh, quarterbacks like Josh Allen, to pick on players uh, who may not be up for the task, given you know how talented he is. Uh, the good news for the Steelers, when you look at the injury report, is that Akello Witherspoon is not going to play there. He did not play in their last game, so I thought his, his production was dropping off. Minka Fitzpatrick will pay in, play in that game. Hayward was listed with two injuries. He's going to play. Levi Wallace expected to play. Now, he's a former Buffalo Bill, and if somebody's going to make a play in that game, maybe it's him. Uh, he's been average, but they need him to make plays in the secondary. So Deontay Johnson, uh, he is going to play, it looks like. Mason Cole also looks like he's going to play. Now, I say that knowing that they were banged up this week, but they're going to need everyone there to make a difference. I also think they're going to need – uh, some sort of special teams play. We saw last week that Gunnar Olszewski got yanked uh, after another fumble, and so this week it's going to be Steven Sims. We saw him in the preseason. He was really good. Uh, Main things happen not just as a wide receiver but also in the kick return game, and so far they just haven't had any uh, success there in that kick return game, and they need to have it. Uh, and they got to do something with Presley Harvin. I, I really liked when they drafted him out of Georgia Tech, really good punter with a big leg, but he's been erratic. He can't be erratic tomorrow and give Josh Allen shorter fields. They just can't do that because uh, this offense in Buffalo has put up some pretty big numbers all the way through. You know about Stephon Diggs where he ranks. Devin Singletary had his best game last week uh, in terms of scrimmage yards. And he's somebody that typically doesn't carry their run game. It's always Josh Allen, which if I'm Buffalo, I'm a little concerned about that. I mean, I don't want Josh Allen to be my leading rusher every week. That's not a good sign. Sooner or later, something bad's going to happen, I think. Isaiah McKenzie. He's good. Gabe Davis may be one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game. So all of those guys are capable of making plays, and the Steeler defense has got to be on it, starting with stopping uh, Josh Allen, whether that's by spy, whether that's by just maintaining your, uh, your gap control so he doesn't escape. Once he moves, he can do a lot of things. And I think right now, uh, even though Pat Mahomes is playing at a very high level, which you expect, I think Josh Allen may be the best quarterback in the NFL, capable of doing just about everything. So the Bills are 14-point favorites for a reason. As I said, I think that... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's more indicative of the Steeler defense 
which has not done well in the fourth quarter of games. If you look at last week, I mean, they, they had that game in good position, I thought. And then all of a sudden, you see Zach Wilson on back-to-back drives go 10 of 12 for 138 yards, making play after play. And what's more disconcerting is the fact that on third and long and fourth and seven even, when they had to make a play, not only did they make a play, the guy was wide open. You know, Corey Davis makes a reception. It goes 22 yards on a fourth and seven. You simply cannot have that in critical times of games. And when that happens, things fall apart. And they did last week as the Jets came in here and won that game. I find it interesting, even though I thought it was time for Kenny Pickett to get in the game, just because of the way things were going, body language, all of it. The Steelers looked, and they've looked, very apprehensive on offense pretty much all year. And Pickett has changed that, at least for a half. We'll see if it continues tomorrow. But I thought it would be interesting if Trubisky had completed the touchdown pass to Deontay Johnson and Johnson had his feet in. Would there have been a change at halftime? It would have been a 10-10 game, right, instead of 10-6 because they got three points gratuitously given to him uh, by a stupid penalty by Lawson. Um, If they had completed that, if his feet stayed in bounds, it would have been 10-10. I don't know if Mike Tomlin would have gone to Kenny Pickett. As it turns out, it didn't. He made the choice, and I think he's pretty bullish. Obviously, they drafted him. Uh, but they wanted him to, to wait a little bit. It's not an easy transition. I think people come to the conclusion it's going to be easy for Kenny Pickett. I think there's ups and downs with every young quarterback. It doesn't matter um, you know, where you were picked, how NFL ready you are. There are going to be ups and downs. And we'll see what he can do in those situations. But he certainly has the wherewithal, and he certainly has the decision-making ability to get that done. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. Give us a shout here. We are live at AccraShore Stadium getting ready for Virginia Tech and Pitt, and the Panthers simply cannot have a meltdown like they did last week against Georgia Tech as a 23-point underdog coming in here, not only covering but winning the game. That certainly has got to change. Yeah, we are live here at AccraShore. Stefan and Sam are handling all the technical stuff here, so I don't have to worry about that. 412-928-9370. We got Rob and Ed. Hang on, guys. First, we have a visitor in person, Ray from York, Pennsylvania. What brings you here, Ray? Oh, we're going here to see the pit game, but uh, love the Steelers, too. and Couldn't pass up an opportunity to talk about the Steelers. I know the defense has been getting maligned, but I honestly think there's a lot too many three and outs for the first three games of the season, at least. That's how Cincinnati got back in the game. The defense was worn down. What was it, 100 plays or something like that? They well, were in there been, on the they field. have been the most snapped defense and, in and all ridiculous. the NFL. They're on the field. But I didn't find that to be the excuse in the Jets game. They, that, just, they should have made plays. I know there were true. injuries. There but. was injuries, and we talked about that. It's possible that they weren't being as aggressive as they should have been with knowing who Zach Wilson was and knowing how good they were doing in the first half against that offense. But, I mean, I could, I could point at the Tennessee Titans. Remember when Willie Parker started? Sure. They, I don't think they punted the ball and they didn't throw the ball in the second half or the th- or second half of the third quarter all the way to the end of the game against the Titans. That's the defense's that year best friend. Because, but that defense, that Titan defense, couldn't stop the run that game. But they ended up being pretty good that year. Yeah. But it was because the Steelers kept possessing the ball. They kept possessing the ball. When you have the ball for more time than the opponents do your defense is going to look a lot better yeah i think that's a prudent point but they got to figure out ways and uh, i think the injuries last week cost them an opportunity to to blitz zach wilson and as a result he had a lot of time and he's good enough and accurate enough to, to make plays ray yeah. thanks hope yeah. you have a nice visit today no problem Take appreciate it, it in person visit right now let's go back to the lines we got rob joins us on the cell hey rob hey bob listen communication is a big part of a head coach's job and mike o'tomlin he just isn't cutting it, and that's why I think Chris Hoke should be our head coach. Let me give you a, a <laughs> bunch of examples. I laugh at that, but I, I'd love to see Hokey in that. I mean, 
he gets all passionate during the game when we're watching it together during <laughs> uh, the TV part of what he does. But he would be crazy on the sidelines, I think. Yeah, he understands Steeler football. Last year, we were told we're finally going to get a running game. We draft Najee Harris. We turn him into a dink and duck receiver. Okay, this year, it's, we're going to get a quarterback competition. We know that didn't truly happen. Okay, a couple weeks ago after, uh, before they played the catch, Mike Tomlin says, oh, I'm not going to blink because the media this and that. And the first thing he does, one half into the game, he blinks. You know, this failure to communicate the way he does, it well, just led to giving away talent. Like Rob, let me tell you something. Run, you're never going to get – you're never going to make conclusions based on press conferences, and thanks for the call. Uh, if coaches say whatever they say. Listen to any coach. I mean, you're going to hear answers that may not rub you the right way. Those are not the answers that are really going on many times. Um, you know, he, you have to in his position when he, when he started Mitch Trubisky last week, he's not going to throw him under the bus immediately in a pregame press conference on Tuesday. Uh, and he didn't rule out anything, and he did, you know, bottom line was if there was need for Kenny Pickett, to come into the game, I think any coach would make that call. I do find it interesting that if that touchdown to Deontay Johnson had counted what he would have done at halftime of that game. But, uh, you know, the bottom line is they're just not getting it done, and you have to get it done. If, if their standard is what they say it is, then people got to step up and make plays. And quite frankly, that defense in the fourth quarter of that game was bad. I know there were injuries, but if the standard is the standard and next man up all applies, and those guys have got to do it realizing that nobody replaces a T.J. Watt. I get that. But other guys have got to make plays, too. And if this defense is what you think it is, it shouldn't have that big of a drop-off when somebody like Watt leaves. Let's go to uh, line two, Ed in Kennedy Township. Hey, Ed, what's going on? Uh, not too much, Bob. Uh, as far as the Steelers, I also have a quick comment on the Buckos. Uh I think they're going to get the first score tomorrow. So Ken will be relaxed. They won't force anything. He can mix the playbook up well. Well, he can't be anywhere. I mean, this Kenny Pickett, if he scores a touchdown in the first quarter, that'll be something that hasn't happened in 13 games. Uh, for that, he should be commended because it just hasn't happened. And quite frankly, I think it's more a result of being very uh, very uh, not aggressive enough in, in first quarter action. They, they try to do and, – and you have a chance to script plays right off the bat. And if you don't do it well um, and it doesn't result in things, then scrap that. Do something different. But go ahead. Maybe the defense could set up an easy score. What's that again? Maybe the defense will set up an easy score for him. But for the Pirates, I got two moves that won't cost Bob nothing any money, and this is pure genius. I'm moving Cruz over to first base and keep Ryan over to shortstop. No, the last thing I'm worried about is spending Bob Mon- uh, Nutting's money. I want him to spend every bit of it. His valuation of his franchise is up to $1.3 billion. There's no excuse. You're, you're supposed to try to win, not make money when you're ahead. You know, it comes w- with the territory. You're going to make money even if you fail. It's proven this year. They're going to make money this year after going 62 and 100. Spend some of the money. Make people really believe that you're in this to win it, not just to make a profit. Uh, and I got to go to a break. But Ed, thank you very much. Appreciate the call. 412-928-9370. If you want to talk more Steelers or Pitt or Penguins opening up the season or even baseball playoffs, uh, some very interesting stuff going on there uh, as the first day of wildcard is now in the books and some elimination games will be on tap today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 